I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we are going to be talking about adulting, what they should teach in school. This is a very funny topic to come up right now because we've been having it in the works for a little while. And right before we even jumped on to record, I'm like, oh, wait, I've got a call from my plumber. Oh, wait, there's this community <laughs> meeting tonight. Oh, wait, all this stuff is like happening. And we're like, we should just have the microphone going right now to show you truly mm. what the adulting world is like. And even Kara's weekend, very adult vibes. Yes, this whole episode, adult, 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 we are old. And my whole catch-up segment is going to be about adulting, kind of. So yeah, you said that perfectly. Well, go right ahead. All right, yes. To catch up, um, my weekend, it was Memorial Day weekend this past weekend. Hope everyone had a great, safe time. Hope you went to the lake or did something fun. I didn't. (laughs) I worked all weekend on the house. Um, Me and my boyfriend, Connor, we literally did like every home project imaginable. Unclogged a sink, put out flowers outside our, you know, on the front porch, pulled weeds. Like we were literally that house in the neighborhood whose sidewalk like was spewing out weeds like six feet tall on the sidewalk. I'm like, oh my God, people are probably like, who are these freaking college kids living here? Like, who are these irresponsible delinquents? I'm like, nope, just just me and Connor. But my neighbor Richard, we stand Richard, he was like, Don't worry, we're all laid back here. No one cares. I'm like, Thank you for reassuring me, Richard, because like I knew that that was bad. Like we knew. Uh, um, what else did we do? We got a new couch from Facebook Marketplace, which I told the story in the Patreon. So head there if you want to hear that story. Got that set up in our guest bedroom. Like just just needed more space in our house. We just live in a two bedroom, one bath. So we had to make that space more functional. So we got a couch in there. Got that all set up. Um, yeah, all the things. Did you hang some stuff I think was on your list? Oh, yeah. We hung up. We like the pictures that we had in the guest bedroom were like hung up to match a bed and like a bed frame. Mm-hmm. So we had to like take those down, fix those up. I hung up these hanging baskets behind me. Um, yeah, hung up like lots of cute things. And your Urban Put Outfitters pot. Walls. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm like, why am I forgetting? Yes. I got this pot from Urban Outfitters. It's so cute. It's like little steps kind of. It's like a stepping planter. Got that filled with some succulents. So cute. Got that literally Black Friday for like half off because um, I went crazy last Black Friday and bought a bunch of things. And then it, it took some time. We got there. We got it filled. The sunroom was looking super cute. And then 
to reward ourselves for all of that hard work, me and Connor also binged the newest season of Stranger Things. And if you haven't watched it, it is so good. I know Allison has been watching it too. Did you finish the whole season? I finished the whole season, oh. yeah. Wait, I'm actually so impressed that you were able to finish the whole season while getting all of that done. Good for yeah. you guys. Because those episodes are long. They're not like 30 oh, minute movies. episodes. Yes. <laughs> they're full on movies. Like every single episode is like an hour 45 or something crazy. And but that was just, that was like helped us push through. We're like, we have to go do this outside right now. And then we can come back and watch another episode. Like, and we try to stop it in the middle of an episode, like when there wasn't a cliffhanger. That really helped. Because if there was a cliffhanger at the end of the episode, like you had to know what happened next. So you had to hit start and just at least watch like the next 10 minutes. So we were stopping and starting like halfway through episodes. That's actually a a good idea because yeah, the end of the episode, (laughs) they get you so excited for the next one that you just have to keep going. But yeah, in the middle when there's the downtime, super smart. Yeah, we're like, okay, this plot line is here. It's moved to the next plot line. Let's stop right now because we don't like, we're not on a suspense, you know? But can we also discuss how it's terrifying? This started off as like a kid show (laughs) and this is like a rated R thriller movie, like nightmare film. Yeah. Yeah, McKenna, my sister texted me and she was like, question, is Stranger Things scary? She's like, I think this, this season is really scary. And I was like, season one, absolutely terrifying. Like I remember watching it in college and being like, Connor, why are you making me watch this? This is freaking terrifying. Two and three, not scary. Four, absolutely scary. I'm like, I'm like, I hate this show. Every 10 minutes, I'll turn to Connor and be like, I hate this show, but it's so good. Yeah, it was kind of anxiety inducing, but yeah, I think I'm only on, I think we only got three episodes in because I had a lot of work this weekend, which was segueing into my thoughts about holidays. Usually from the majority of the world, holidays are when people have time off. But for some unbeknownst Mm -hmm. reason, I have chosen a career path the last like eight years of my life that holidays are where I make my money. And then I have these random Wednesdays free, which don't end up being free because then, you know, on two... So I worked all week and I had a three-day pop-up for New Wave, a big Memorial Weekend sale. It was so much to get ready for because I had the sale as everything under $25. So obviously I had to mark everything down to be under that threshold or if it was more than that, like take it off and put it away. So it was just a lot of prep and then having the event for three days because I wanted it to be a sale. Everyone on Memorial Weekend is looking for a sale. So I had to match the energy of the collective. But then on Tuesday, aka yesterday, I'm like, okay, now it's time for me to have a day. Like I've got to go get groceries, get a car wash. Oh, no, 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 no. Everyone else in the world is back to work and I'm getting bombarded. Yesterday was so stressful. I was like, I need a day. You all just got four days. Allison needs four hours, just four, just this (laughs) morning off. But no, of course, the lug nut, which is like the bolt, I think that goes onto your rim to keep your rim onto the wheel. Um, they, I got another flat tire last week. Apparently mm. when it rains, the nails and screws can be like flushed out into the street. The guy at the tire shops, it's very common after a lot of rain, they always see a lot of people. And I'm like, I don't know. I think that you just dumped a bucket of nails because there's a lot of people in here right now. Anyway, I also, all this being said, I have a BMW and it's kind of inconvenient when you have to fix it. And everyone told me that. This is another great adulting lesson. They were not wrong. It is so inconvenient to find absolutely any part or to find someone who can actually fix it or work on it. Like my car has run flat tires, which means if you get a flat tire, this is actually kind of cool. They can go up to 50 miles because they didn't want people in a business suit to have to change their flat tire on the side of the road. So so Uh. it could go far enough to get you to a tire shop. But apparently you can't patch a run flat tire. I don't know. All of this stuff. Anyway, so I'm going around town yesterday. Had to go to seven shops to try to find one that had BMW parts. Finally, after like going to a store, they'd be like, go try this one. Go try this one. Way out in the boonies in a neighborhood I've never been in Omaha. I find this place and the dude was like super nice and helping me out. But I'm like, I just spent my four-hour recovery day driving all around town for a part. <laughs> Obviously, this is tone deaf. Like I have a nice car. It's not the end of the world. I'm just not not a good use of time, not relaxing. And then on the <laughs> the other end, I did I guess one nice thing that happened yesterday. I uh, went to get a hydro or an anti-aging facial, but I haven't had Botox since December. So that was the first time I ever got Botox was I think that was in December when I was having that crisis, right? 
Yeah, right before uh, when Christmas. you dyed your hair. Yeah, <laughs> that was December, okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. That sounds about right. And then I hadn't gotten Botox since then. You're supposed to get it like every three months, but my budget cannot afford three months. So we're we're going on six, <laughs> I guess, for right now. We're stretching her, stretching her out. <laughs> and I thought, oh, maybe I could just get a little touch up. And the girl was like. I mean, you couldn't just get a little touch-up if you want. I wouldn't really recommend it. If you got, she's like, we could skip the whole forehead. I'm like, so you're telling me I'm very wrinkly. Perfect. And it's true. I just stayed up too many late nights in college. I can tell you guys, if you're in college, those those nights will catch up to you. And oh my God, my brain is everywhere. But even on um, <laughs> Saturday night, I think, me and my siblings went out to dinner and... My stepbrother was asking me like if I had Botox or filler. And I was like, no, 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 I don't have any filler, but not opposed to it, you know, but I've had Botox. And he was like, wait, but how come you still have wrinkles? I was like, Bryce. Oh my God. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> that is savage. Oh my so God. So savage. He called he you out. Yeah, I know. He's just like a guy. So he didn't really like know. But like, it's just try to make the wrinkles less intense. <laughs> I still want to be able to show some expression. I want to yeah. lift my eyebrows. But yeah. Oh if, my God. If there's any recording snippets of me today and my face is stuck, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> the Botox, you're recovering. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I hope you get a day to recover, like an actual day. I, I Yeah, that is that is pretty shitty. It's like, when would that be? No, when? Exactly. It, it never happens. So always after all of these breaks or after all of these holidays... That's it's like stressful for me on the holiday and then stressful the day after the holiday too. Yeah. The stress oh. runs. Yeah, because you're so right. Everyone just gets back into the office and they're like, shit, I gotta get this, 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 and this done. And like I gotta get running because we lost Monday. Mm-hmm. Let me just blast out all these emails. And it's like you, totally. the person that they shopped with Friday, Saturday, and Sunday around the other end of um. Yeah. Anyway, good problems to have, I suppose. Yeah. It just turned into me saying all the bad things. Um, so peak of the week, good things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's bring it. Let's bring the vibes up. Bring it back. <laughs> let's do this. Um, what's your peak of the week? What was the highlight? The silver lining and all that craziness. Um, two things. One was going to the sibling dinner, despite Bryce's Botox comment. It was a very, very lovely sibling <laughs> dinner. <laughs> you had to hang out on the patio and I love when the four of us can get together, even though this was only the three of us. Brennan was missing. It was nice to hang out with Bryce and my sister. But overall, the pop-up, pop-up slash three-day sale event went so good. People were so nice. It was so good to see everyone. Vibes were good. Sold a lot of inventory. People seemed happy. I was happy. I also am just committing to not wearing shoes at my pop-ups anymore. (laughs) I'm like, this is my... It's so weird because it's like in my house, you know? So I'm always like getting ready and I'm like, oh shit, I've got to go put shoes on. People are coming in. And this weekend I was like, no... I can't. Do yeah, you bother? Like, why? Why can't put <laughs> shoes know. on? You're not even going outside. Not go, literally not leaving the place. Yeah. That's so true. I love that. How about you? What What were your peaks or a peak? I think, you know, for all the craziness that I worked on this weekend, I think the peak was getting some new plants. I feel like that always lifts your mood. I have a money tree in here now. We've had one before, but when I was traveling, Connor like forgot to water it. So she just perished. So we got a new one and I'm going to keep this one alive because this is symbolic of my money in my life. Because, you know, if you keep your money tree alive, good things will come. So this one's going to stay. I promise. I just don't want to let you down, Allison. As the plant lover, mama to lots of plants, I know that I have to keep this one alive for you. I'm so honored that you think that of me because... (laughs) So I have a pretty good thumb with the cacti. For some Mm -hmm. reason, I don't know if it's our apartment or what, but the cacti thrive. They love it in there. But recently, uh, I don't know. I've kept my money tree alive, of course, because as you said, we cannot have money trees dying around here. No, we cannot. That is a crisis. (laughs) That's that's literally a crisis that I cannot afford to have happen. But my fig died and I'm really sad about it. I realized, you know, those like scentsy lamp warmers, like you like put the little wax melt on top. I had, yes. Yeah, you like plug it in. Mine's like a Himalayan salt lamp scentsy thing. Oh, like a candle kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. the wax. Yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I had it too close to the plant, I think. And I don't know if like the heat when the chemicals coming out of the wax killed it because he was doing fine. And then I rearranged, put him on the same table and literally like two days, done, died. Yeah. Oh my God. I tried to bring him back and he was too far gone. 
RIP, Mr. Fig, Mr. Fig Tree. I know. I had him for over a year. It was like super sad. Okay, adulting mini tip before we start the episode. <laughs> Keep your candles and your burners away from the fig plants. Yeah. And I think some plants are poisonous to dogs. So mm-hmm. I always try to keep the plants up high out of a dog's reach. Yeah, we were standing in Lowe's on Saturday, like losing our minds, trying to Google which plants that we could buy that would not be toxic to dogs. We find the money tree's good. good. We got a watermelon plant, which is really cute and not safe, not toxic. So that was a good one because some of the, a lot of the ferns or not ferns, but like philodendrons. Maybe. I don't know. I kept looking at like palms and stuff and a lot of them were toxic. So yeah, that's a good shout too because that would be a horrible, horrible like thing to deal with. So we're like, everyone yeah, buy be- plants. Buy plants. Make your home cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my peak. And I got a couple of new succulents. Always good. Those are easy. You just put like an ice cube in them like once a month. That's always easy for me. Oh, is that how you do it? Yeah, that's what that's cute. the like the local, whatever that's, what's that called? Nursery told me. Nice, that's a, a good ice tip. cube in there. And then it's the perfect amount of water. You're not going to overwater it. It like slowly lets it get some hydration. Not too much at a time. It's perfect. I like that. I have like yeah. cactus succulent or cactus drops. You like put the droplets in water. It was one of those things at the checkout at Paradise in Kansas City, that really cute plant store. I was like, is this just a cute thing that you guys want me to buy? Or would this actually help keep the cacti alive? And she was like, no, I would actually really, really recommend that. And maybe, maybe that's why the cacti are all Wait, so what is it? No, it's really cute. You know, like those little like CBD droplet bottles Uh like an eyedropper? It's just like that. But it's like cactus fertilizer. And so you just, in, in like a bigger cup, you add a few drops to the water, mix it up and then water the plants that way. Wait, I love that. Yeah. Let's check that out. Yay. Okay. Listener's Peaks of the Week. Yes. Yes. There are, I think, an all-time amount of Peaks of the Week in here today. You guys are on it. (laughs) That must mean everything's going well for people because they're like, oh, I finally have one to say. Yay. Yeah. I feel like when it warms up, school's over, like you've got to find something that made your week awesome. All right. Love this one from Katie. Went skydiving for the first time Saturday for my 27th birthday. That is awesome. You are a badass. That sounds so fun. Happy birthday. Molly said, signed up to run my fourth marathon. Holy moly. Congrats. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, good for you. A full marathon. That's a lot. Okay, this one from Lexi is funny and good, but she said, getting a new phone after five years of having an iPhone 8. Truly getting a new phone is such a good feeling. It's like upgrading your house. We spend as much time Mm -hmm. on our phones as like in our home. So, oh sure yeah, that felt awesome. And Daniela said, "I made the cheer team." There you go. Congrats. Hope you have the best year ahead. Cheering. Cute. As always, you guys can send in your piece of the week on our Instagram at We're Already Friends. And Amazing. That. Well, I guess we can go right into today's episode of Adulting 101. Yeah, we just had had a lot of thoughts, and I know Allison had presented this idea, and I know you kind of said like you had some reasons, right, that you were thinking about this. Okay. Yeah. So I just had a lot of adulting type events occurring over the last few months. And I was trying to compile them. But instead of just listing off our adulting tips, we thought it would be fun if we looked up what people said the hardest parts of adulting are. So I looked at a bunch of different articles and compiled the top 10 things that... Not all the adults that answered to this, but what the submissions were. That way... You know, we're still we're still young. We're in our mid twenties, so maybe <laughs> some of this is also from you know people who have really been been through that stage of life. Yeah, and I feel like if you think about this now, you can prevent these things from happening in your life. So recognize what could cause you issues 20, 30 years down the road, and just be aware of it. Totally, living with less less regrets. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay. So the number one thing that people said that was the hardest part of adulting is that there's no break. It's just such a grind. You work all the time and you don't have that much time for fun. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I feel like that can so easily happen um, with a nine to five or with someone who's pursuing something entrepreneurial, like freelancing or starting your own business. So I think my thoughts first on having a traditional corporate job or nine to five is that to prevent this from happening, there's a few things. One, to make sure you're not getting burnt out. There's never a break. Make sure that you're applying and working at companies that respect, you know, the six to eight a.m. Like the other, like the six p.m. and after. I think that 
when you're interviewing for jobs, you can kind of tell which companies are going to be working you to death. And also just like in the interview process or in your first few weeks of that job, make sure that you're setting your boundaries and not going above and beyond where you're answering emails at 9 or 10 p.m. Because there's no need to do that. Like I feel like I've had those coworkers that do that. And I don't really see like how being that on it ever pays off. Like I feel like it's only ever taking away from you. And I don't know. I feel like we need to make sure that we're not setting those expectations that we are on at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Like right when you wake up, you should not be checking your email. Like if that's the kind of company culture that you work in, I would say that that's not normal. And like you should reevaluate, look elsewhere because life is way too short to be living to work. So that's my thoughts for the nine to five. Do you have any additional feedback there? I think that's great. It just reminded me of the quote, like someone else's ask is not your emergency. And Mm -hmm. if you aren't feeling like, you know, taking your time in the morning to make a good breakfast, stretch out, do some things around the house. And then same thing on the evening. If you're not taking that time to see your partner or your roommates, go get some movement in, you're not going to be able to be a good employee during those on hours. So even though directly, maybe you're not working during those times, you're working on yourself, which helps make you be a better employee. So hopefully your bosses respect that and understand that because obviously we've seen throughout years of society, working people into the ground does not work out. No. It's more beneficial for a company to respect your time and to keep you than it is to burn you out. You leave after six or eight months because you can't handle these crazy hours. And then they have to hire someone else. A new hire for them on average costs like three to five grand. You know, with all the time, all the resources, like doing the interviews. So it is in their favor to take care of you, to not push you beyond your boundaries. So that's like that first half of that, I would say. And then the second half is to make sure that you're utilizing the weekdays. I know like Jenna Palak on TikTok, her whole thing is like, have fun on the weekdays. Like life's too short to wait till the weekend. And I 100% agree with that. Get out and go for walks on the weekdays. Meet up with friends for drinks or dinner, whatever it is that you like to have fun. I would say make sure you're utilizing those days because it's only like two weekend nights, right? And like there's only two and a half days of the weekend. So I don't know. Don't wait till the weekend to be living your life. Like try to get involved in activities that meet on weekdays um, because that'll definitely prevent you from being burnt out with jobs and life and all that stuff. Love that. From the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial side. When you first start out, it's very easy to say yes to everything because as you're gaining clients or customers or trying to build your brand and business, you're like, oh, I want to please everyone. I'm so happy that people are coming to me and I have customers and I'm really trying to make this thing work. So I'm just going to say yes to everything, which you know, there's some merit to that because you kind of want to... You got to build up your brand and figure out what works. But if you don't take time for you as the literal base of your business, then there is no business. And then that could lead to you deciding to quit that lifestyle, close down that business or whatever, because you weren't building it slowly all at once. I actually think back all the time to our... I think it was just episode three with Amber. And she said how her and her sister didn't want rocket ship growth. They wanted slow, steady growth. And I always think about that because our culture is so rocket ship growth oriented. Like, go, go, go more, faster. Like you just got to, you have to have better numbers every single month. And that's not sustainable. There's, you can't keep that up forever. So making sure that you do it all with moderation and truly what is the point of life if you're just constantly working so, so much that you can't even spend your money or enjoy your things. No, exactly. Why am I forgetting what book this is? But in one of the books that I have read, and I'll, I'll plug it in the show notes, it's, it was talking about how people that work more for like a $10,000 raise or like a $10,000 bonus, like there's literally studies that prove that that extra $10,000 like did not make a difference in anyone's life. So like these people worked so much harder and put in so much more time to get $10,000, which sounds like a lot of money. But at the end of the day, it's like it was not worth all the extra time and stress because it did not change their lives drastically enough. So I feel like keep that in mind. Like, what are you? working so hard for like is it is the extra money worth it or would that time that you're not getting back and like that calming relaxation be more worth it so yeah exactly like maybe taking that extra ten thousand dollars maybe then that means you have to put your kids in daycare or you have to take your dog mm-hmm. to go to the doggy daycare and you're maybe 
buying all of your food out because you don't have time for dinner. And then you have to pay for a personal trainer because you don't have time to come up with your own workouts. Like it really does, going to work costs money. Mm-hmm. And the more and more stressed you are and the more overwhelmed you are, the more willing you are to just be like, I'm just going to pay all of these people to do all of these things when really it might not even be necessary. And you could spare some of that from just slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. We want to take a quick break and introduce one of our sponsors, That's It. If you're someone who has a super busy schedule, finding healthy and nutritious food to take on the go can be a challenge. But That's It fruit bars could be a lifesaver for you. Some energy and snack bars have ingredient lists that are a mile long, and That's It is the complete opposite. They're made from just one ingredient, 100% real fruit. I just ate one of their apple and mango bars yesterday, and the ingredients are literally one whole apple and one whole mango. By eating this one bar, you get the same nutritional benefits you would get if you were eating those two fruits separately. I also love the texture of these bars. It's kind of like a fruit leather, really soft, easy to chew. They pack a quick hit of natural sugars and carbs, so it's a perfect snack before or during a workout. They can easily be thrown into a gym bag, suitcase, backpack, lunch bag, purse, you name it. If you're looking for a convenient and clean snack on the go, That's It fruit bars are for you. That's It is giving Already Friends listeners a special discount, so if you're looking to try these fruit bars for yourself, head over to thatsitfruit.com slash ironwomen and use the code alreadyfriends to get 20% off your order. Again, go to that that's it fruit.com slash iron women and use code already friends to get 20% off your order. So we put all this info in our show notes. Go to our website, we're already friends.com if you want to see the show notes for this episode. You can also click on the app you're listening to the podcast and see the show notes there. Going off of that, I've been seeing a few TikToks lately about how different the cultures are in continents like Europe versus the United States, where since we have such expensive healthcare, it makes people like terrified and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to work so much because like my basic needs are so expensive to where in places like Europe, you know, they have, you know, much more affordable healthcare. They have these parks that people can go to. Things are just more accessible. And since we don't have that in the United States, I do understand that it is a major privilege to be able to choose your work, I guess, and not be living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. So It is really hard to break out of that. And if you are someone who's in that, just know it it does get better. It can get better. You don't have to live in that grind your whole life. There are so many opportunities and so many ways to break free of that. It just, it will take some mindset shifts and taking those risks and talking to the right people, knocking on the right doors. Yeah, well, with what you're saying right there, I feel like that perfectly goes into the next one of... When you kind of grow up, you realize that there's regret and sometimes regretting not taking the chance to do something or never moving. So literally exactly what you're just saying, what are your thoughts on living life without having regret? I think How do you deal with regret? Yeah. As life is going and you're picking different paths and you don't know if you chose the right path or not. I think for me, the hardest part is not whether one is right or wrong. It's just like the FOMO of FOMO and FOBO, fear of better options. Just like, oh my gosh, now with technology and social media, we can see all of these different potential lives. Like you can go be an au pair in Europe. You could go work on a farm in Costa Rica. You could build that whole corporate empire. You could be an influencer. Like there's so many opportunities and it's kind of hard to be like, well, I want to do all of those and which one resonates with me the most. And I think it's tough for a lot of people. I, th- I think our generation struggles with that a lot, which can then lead to analysis paralysis because you're like, well, I don't even know which route to go. So I guess I'm just not going to do anything. But know that each step that you take and you choose is going to help you more down the line. Like my personal journey, working at Barry's, working at a nightclub, that allowed me to learn so much about business, meet so many people, learn how to work in a very fast-paced, high-stress environment, got me really well-connected. I didn't know I was going to open a vintage shop. And if I had known, it might be like, well, why would I run a nightclub? Like That doesn't make any sense. I should go work at a boutique and get all of this like vintage shop experience. But really, that actually ended up helping me so much because there were thousands and thousands of customers that would come through there on the daily. So it made my network very large. I learned so many skills that I needed for New Wave that I would have never like thought about in that way. And even, you know, the summer I went backpacking in Europe, that just taught me like I can do hard things. I can do it on my own. So I guess just 
trying to give some reassurance that it might not make sense to you right now, but when you look back, things can like, oh, that that does check out. I see why that thing led to that thing. Yeah, I love all of that. Um, and also with regret, I feel like truly the best time to take a chance if you are thinking about taking a chance is when you're young. Like you're only going to get more responsibilities. You're only going to have more reasons to say no once you get older. So I don't know. I think some of the really good decisions I've made were kind of taking a chance, like moving to New York City and like doing those things. So if you can do something now, I would absolutely do it. But if you are struggling with, yeah, that FOMO or fear about our options, you're so right. Like social media does like expose us to all these different things. It's kind of like crazy because I don't know, 20 years ago, if you just mm-hmm. didn't make a decision, you would have never probably ever thought about it again. But if you are struggling with those other lives or decisions that you didn't make, yeah, just know that the path that you're on is absolutely the path that you're supposed to be on. Make sure that you have good goals, like have your vision set on what you want. And I don't know, I think everything's going to work out with exactly what you want. And yeah. And we also had Michaela on. I don't know what episode that was. Maybe something in the mid-teens. We talked a lot about in the episode of this and that mindset. And I remember when I was with her and we were driving around in LA and I was just looking around and I was having like a a FOBO crisis. I was like, but part of me just wants to be living in Amsterdam in this tiny little studio, like making art and then riding my bicycle and going and sitting in the park. And this other part of me wants to like go live in the desert and have this really cool like vintage shop. And then another part of me wants to live in a big city and like make a ton of money and do the corporate job life. And she was just like, it doesn't have to be this or that. Like how come with what you're doing right now, how come you can't go stay in Amsterdam for a month at a time? How come you can't work your way to where maybe you have a time rental thing in the desert that you share with other people and that you get to go there? And I think it's so easy to be like, I can only do this one thing and this is what I've decided to do. But how can you open your mind to figuring out how all of that can happen all the time and build a life where you're like, oh, I get to do this thing and that thing and that thing that I wanted to do. And I didn't have to just choose one piece of that puzzle. Yeah. If you are experiencing regret, there's literally never been a better time in the world to make things work for you and your schedule and your job. There's remote working. There's like so many opportunities where you can make money at home and do what you want to do. So yes, I love all that. I feel like that perfectly tied what I was trying to say is like, you can make things work with what resources you have and what your situation is. So I don't know. Take the chance. Figure it out. You got this. Love that. Well, that's a also a good segue into number three. <laughs> the third hardest part about being adult is finances, expenses, and debt, which I think is good to play off of what we're just saying because we're like, take the risk, do the thing, move, mm-hmm. go to the other side of the world. And people are like, yeah, but money... <laughs> and I saw this literally everything. I'm like, I saw this TikTok. I feel like that's all we say, but TikTok is just such a good resource. But she was saying how if you get really stressed out when you spend money, you're like, oh my gosh, like I just paid my rent and then I had to go buy groceries and then I filled up my car and I have all this and I'm just spending all this money and money's just going out. Everything is so expensive. Just try to think of money as energy and it's just an exchange. You gave away that money and what did you get in return? You got a safe place to live. You got a roof over your head. You got to wake up in a nice home that allows you to do all of those things. You put gas in your car, which is a resource that's just letting you travel around and get to your job and go see your friends. And so rather than thinking of it's just money going out, think of like the energy that you're getting back in return for what you're spending that on. And just putting your money into things that you feel like you're actually going to get something back out for. And I've been harping on being like a mindful consumer lately, but I feel like that ties into it a lot. Like if you don't care about a car, then like, cool, take the bus, ride your bike, whatever. If you're someone who's like, all I want is my dream car, then just spending your money on things that you truly care about, not what you think society is telling you to buy, will go such a long way. Yeah. No, I I love all that. I think um, with finances... The best thing, the best resource that you have is time, getting ahead of time, saving 10% of your income every month, getting a Roth IRA or a 401k set up. This all sounds foreign to you. I'm so sorry. Um, Definitely get help, like find a financial advisor or find an aunt, uncle, family member that can help you kind of understand these things more, read some books about this kind of stuff. Because if you 
I, I mean, I feel like we've all heard this graphic or seen this graphic. It's like someone who started saving at 25 or someone who started saving at 35, that 10 years of time literally equals like hundreds of thousands of dollars at the end of the day. It's, that's how crazy compounding interest is and just having time on your side with saving money because you never want to get to the end of your life, 60, 70, when you've literally worked your whole life and then you just have to like keep working to live. I think that's one of the hardest things. And like for me, I have a financial advisor and that's worth the money to me. Um, I think Allison, do you also have a financial advisor? Yes. But yeah. caveat. Okay. First of all, there is this cool podcast that I started listening to when I was younger. It's called She's on the Money. I haven't listened to it a lot lately, but when I was first trying to get like financial advice from girls that also like to travel and eat out, not just... I mean, of course, yes, I love my financial advisor, but he's a responsible adult male that like runs his own business, has a ton of money. It's like, oh, sure, that would be so easy to just save thousands of dollars every single month. And I'll just... Yeah, I'll just never buy anything. You're so right. Not that he's saying that at all, but you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I like that podcast because it's very real and relatable. And they also have a great Facebook group that's very active. So that's a good resource. Not to get like political or too into economics, but I feel like we're really living in unprecedented times. And up until like this last year, I was always like, I'm saving my money. I'm putting it into investment accounts and stocks. And I know things go up and down, but I actually pulled over half of my savings out of my investments this spring because they were losing so much money, thousands of dollars because the market is so bad right now. So now I just actually have it in my own savings account that's safe. And I was talking to this girl who just um, graduated with her master's in economics and she is all on the crypto world and having actual gold and stuff like that. And she's just like, I don't know, things look different than they've ever looked. And like, if anything, my... Advice would just be to diversify as much as you possibly can. So I think that is good advice all around because it's like, yes, you do want a Roth and yes, you do want to put money in investments, but maybe having a little bit of gold isn't that bad. And maybe having Mm -hmm. money in your savings and having assets that you can turn liquid really quick, like things that you can sell, maybe having a cash reserve, maybe having some foreign currency, just so that God knows whatever happens, you have it spread out because I just would hate... I mean, she was even saying, you know how I post on my story, like, I'm going to be paying off my student loans. She was like, girl, don't do that. And I was like, really? So I don't know. Like, you you think you can know something about money. And now I'm like afraid to ever really give financial advice because, because things were pretty clear up until mm-hmm. pandemic time. And yeah. we've seen so much change. And I personally just want to be wary of telling someone what to do with their money because... Ever since that, I've kind of been living a little more in the moment and being like, well, Lord knows if we'll make it out of these next five years. So I'm just going to have some fun right now. Yeah. Okay. Yes. To clarify, <laughs> I am not giving financial advice either. That was a good no, shout. I know you are. <laughs> I am not trying to say that I know anything. I literally don't know anything about finances. That's why I'm like, I have a financial advisor. So if you're like me and you're in that situation, definitely consider it. And especially with you know taxes, something we've talked about before too, making income and doing your taxes. I have hired an accountant. I've done my taxes on myself. It is horrible as a freelancer. And I pay my accountant $500 and they save me $5,000. So that's, that's just another shout. I don't know if that's something that you learn as adulting. I have a friend who tried to do his taxes by himself and was making $100,000 as a freelancer and literally owed like Mm-hmm. $30,000. $30, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to shake this person and be like, get a freaking accountant. Like they will help you. Like obviously, yes, it should be a lot. Like it will be something like that, but it still would not be. They like didn't have $30,000 in the bank account because they were spending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you never want to be in that situation. So find some resources. We can link some as well. Point you guys in the right direction. But yeah, finances, you want to stay on top of. I think we should talk about the taxing for a quick second. We've we've talked about how taxes rule the adult world a couple times sprinkled in on the podcast. But I did this consultation with a girl last week who's starting her own business. And she didn't understand really what taxes meant for your income. So when people say, okay, let's say 100,000 because that's just an easy number and you just Mm -hmm. said it. Let's say you get $100,000 in, whether you're a business, a photographer, you have a restaurant, whatever. Let's say you have that $100,000. Well, if you give yourself a paycheck from that, and you pay the taxes on it. So let's say you give yourself a $5,000 paycheck. 
that $5,000 is then going to be taxed at the income tax rate. So it might turn into $3,500. Obviously, it depends on your state and all of these things. So you just lost, in this example, $1,500 that went into taxes. And if you use that $3,500 to say, buy things for your business, in this example, his new camera, his business expenses inventory, whatever, then you have less to spend on those things. But if you have your business and your business gets to spend that $5,000 on equipment, all whatever those expenses are, you don't have to pay the tax on it. So really what you want to do is your business should be paying for everything and then you're paying yourself as little as possible because you don't want to have to pay taxes on it. So basically New Wave, New Wave bought my car, New Wave buys all the toilet paper, New Wave buys the inventory, New Wave buys me cute new pencils, buys all the gas. And I, Allison, take the crumbs of what's left after that because I don't want to have to pay taxes as little as I can. So I live in poverty. New Wave, she's doing fine. I don't know if that makes sense. And again, this is just my opinion. This is how I'm doing it. But then let's say at the end of the year, you make say $20,000 after that. Your tax, that would be your taxable income. So that's why you want to have write-offs. So let's say you were supposed to pay in $4,000 in taxes. If you can write off business expenses, such as having an office in your home, student loans, all of those things, that will minimize the amount that you have to pay in on your income taxes. So you get to keep your money, which is what you want. You worked hard. You should try to keep as much of that as you can rather than throwing, you know, 30%. Like that's a lot. Him having to pay in $30,000 probably like, are you kidding me? How, where is this supposed to come from? Yeah. And he wasn't, and this person wasn't on top of it and did not have that money in their account is like kind of the end of the story. They were freaking out because they just didn't understand how that worked. So loved all that. That was very good insight. So uh, yeah, go to, go to a stuff. professional, go to an accountant yeah. or whatever. Because just like your friend, that same thing happened to me. The first year I did New Wave, I didn't know all that and I didn't do it right. And I had to pay in like $7,500 and same thing. Didn't have it. Barely, well, had it, but barely. Didn't have that plus other things. And then screws you up for a long time. So I would just be cautious if you're starting a business to think that you have more coming in than you do. Because... A lot might have to end up going to taxes, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Okay, that was the tax lesson. But Okay, great. Another one of the hardest parts of adulting is making friends. Well, we've discussed that a lot on here. Mm-hmm. As we are at the Already Friends podcast. So I think high-level summary of kind of what we said is to tap into communities that you want to be friends with, find people with similar interests as you, and go out there and join those groups. So like workout classes or pottery classes or like things of certain niches, try to find where those communities are and join them for events. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is hard. You you just have to actively think about it and put yourself out there, like ask ask people to do things, mm-hmm. which can be uncomfortable because no one wants to get denied. Yeah, exactly. Ask your network who they know in your new city and ask them to connect you with someone maybe they know. I've made some of my really good friends that were friends of friends of people. Um, Bumble BFF is a great resource as well because those people that you're potentially meeting on there are also looking for friends. Um, so it's always good to have someone who's like open to also meeting new people. Those are just some tips. But yeah, do know that it definitely is hard. I think we've all been through that struggle if we've moved or been in a new town at some point. And yeah, if you're making a conscious effort of it, friends will absolutely come. All right. And the fifth one, being a parent. <laughs> I could not agree more. That's why I don't have kids yet. When like I have a cousin who is my exact same age and she just had her fifth or sixth kid. And I'm just like, how? How is that possible? Like, how do you afford that? How are you living? How do you have time for yourself? Of course, everyone has different priorities. So clearly that's what she wanted to do in life was be a mom. But according to this list, it is one of the hardest parts. So I think people should just be more cognizant of what bringing a child onto this earth entails. It's a long, it's a long commitment. You're in for the long haul. It's a very big deal to have a kid. And I think it just gets tossed around so lightly. Like, okay, you graduate, get married, have a kid. And then people have the kid and they're like, oh, holy shit, I was not ready for this. Yeah. And I think in one of the episodes, you said a really great line of parents are just kids with kids. And 
that's kind of stuck with me because I'm just like, you're so right. Like no one has it figured out. You kind of just learn as you go. So if that is something that you want to do, but you're absolutely terrified, I feel like you just have to, I don't know, kind of conquer your fears and run with it. But yeah, that definitely is something that is really hard. And that's also why I have not set that out as one of my goals yet or something that I want to do just yet because I don't think I'm ready for that. And maybe we can give some more insight down the road on that topic. Yeah, we can have a a new mom on there and they can talk about like the pros and cons. I personally Mm -hmm. just feel like it's if I'm going to bring a kid into this earth, I want to give it the best life I can. I want it to be able to have like a nice bedroom and a a home that it feels safe and be able to afford to dress it and feed it and take it to sports and things like that and be there and have time for it. And right now I can't give that. And I mean, you can see in society how many people had kids that didn't clearly want kids. And it's sad because who gets punished? The kid. Mm -hmm. So sad. It is sad. So yeah. TBD on more parent tips. Maybe we will bring on a different guest, but Allison and I are not parents just yet. Just dog parents. Just dog parents. Yeah, if you want dog parent advice, we can give some there. But okay, next one that people say is the hardest thing about adulting, monotony. I love that. I mean, I I don't love that for people that that is hard for them, but I think it's... It makes sense that it's on this list because of course that's super hard. And it also probably stems from getting married too young a little bit in some instances. Like I'm glad that I kind of had my hoe phase in college, you know, got to do the fun things, went to Europe, got to go to clubs, be all flirty, experiment, try things. And now I'm like, okay, it's all out of my system. I have Clay. He's all I want. He's all I need. I figured out what I don't want. Clay is certainly what I want. And if maybe you didn't... I don't know, explore some of those curiosities before you were committed to a partner, that could definitely leave like a wandering mind. Of course, even if that's not the case, I, I'm sure, you know, in a lot of cases, even if your partner is giving you everything you want, monotony is very hard for some people. You know, everyone has different strokes for f- different folks, as we can see with the uh, the TikTok scandal that's happening right now with the Utah moms and their swingers group. Yeah, wait, monotony is in like, Blandness. Oh, like, oh my God. I thought we yeah. said not. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's the word? Monogamy. <laughs> Monogamy. Wait, what is this one? Monotony. Like everything feels oh, the same. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. We I was have, like, wait. We have to leave this in here. <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, I think Allison like, thinks she going says monogamy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to let it run. Let's just, let's just go for it. Wait, how is that not on this list? Because I, I feel know. like monotony and no breaks are like the same thing. I know. I was thinking that too, though, honestly. I was like, well, I thought you said that you love this on the list because you like your rituals. You like your (laughs) daily habits. I thought that's where you're going. You're like, I like this because I like routine. But then it was like Mormon swigger scandal, which, oh my God, we definitely should get into at some point because it's so funny. But... <laughs> yeah, okay, so scratch everything I just said. <laughs> no, I, I'm good. Just a quick uh, side note on monogamy. Love all that <laughs> insight for that word for monotony. I think that if that's something that you're struggling with, like things being the same, I feel like there's always beauty in everything. And the grass is always greener on the other side. Like I feel like there is beauty in having the same rituals, same things that you're doing every single day. Because I know that when I'm traveling a lot, like obviously traveling is so fun and I love seeing new places. But then sometimes I'm like, I wish I was just at home. I can just like wake up, make breakfast, like go for a walk. Like there is beauty in the sameness as well. Agreed. Okay. Number seven. I'm like, God, am I allowed to announce these now? Okay. Number seven is (laughs) aging, which is a very appropriate one. As I just was talking about Botox in the catch-up segment, it's so hard. Aging is horrible. I screw the beauty industry for making us feel bad about aging. And I'm trying to break free of that and be like, it's okay, you're aging. That's it's natural, it's life. But I didn't think I was going to be aging in my 20s. I thought that that was a later problem. Yeah, I have not seen signs of aging yet, but I will look in the mirror like literally every day and be like, I'm going to wish I looked like this in like 10 years. Like I think about how that I will age, you know, in the future. And then I'm like, I'm trying to be grateful and live in the present moment. Because I'm like not aged quite yet. You don't have like, any don't... like age spots on your skin? Nothing? No extra wrinkles? Nothing that I'm like nitpicking in the mirror. No. That is crazy. I think I just spent way too much because I have so many like sunspots all over my skin. No, I like nothing that I'm like consciously seeing right now. 
That's lucky. So, a lot of people even go gray in their 20s and 30s. I think nor, like aging things are even just like, you could be going through puberty and you're like getting stretch marks because your body is getting older or mm-hmm. maybe your metabolism isn't as fast as it was or your skin is starting to sag a little bit. Or yeah, maybe your hair is not as thick as it once was or there's gray hairs. There's, there's a whole lot under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. And that is why the beauty industry has done its horrific stuff of making us feel like we have to dye our hair, cover everything up, wash all the time, you know, keep all of your skin firm, drink collagen. All of that is like a byproduct of combating aging. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm still going to put collagen in my smoothie every morning and like, you know, roll out my face and keep getting facials. I'm just... Yeah, you know. calling it out. Absolutely. I think, no, that's so true. They do profit off of our insecurities. And I don't know, that is something that I'm going to deal with like, you know, in the coming years. And yeah, I think that's a good shout. It's like, that's just a part of life. Like we're going to age. We're not going to look the same as we did when we were 22, 23, 24. And to be hung up on that kind of stuff is thinking too much in the past. Like that's not being present. Mm -hmm. That's not living a mindful life. And being so caught up in youth is part of your ego. It's like part of vanity. So I feel like that is something just to be aware of. And like, I don't know, there's beauty in every age. There's beauty in getting older and having wrinkles and like showing signs of life that life that you've lived on your body and your body tells a story in those kind of ways. And like those stretch marks gave birth to a child or like mm-hmm. got you through a really big transformation in your life. So with all that, I think that, you know, it's just part of life and it's part of your story and you shouldn't let it get to you. But no, yeah, I liked the show on like the beauty industry. It's like, it's 100% what they profit off of. And those are all just things to be aware of. Totally. Because 200 years ago, you think these people had the focus on youth that we have now? Yeah. It's all about now, like how to appear more young and loose useful and firm and bright and glowy. And yeah, it's Let's hard when you're a person that has life. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, like you said, you're doing things. You're having a baby. You're doing stuff that I'm going out in the sun. I'm, you're, things happen. Yeah. Anyway, I have, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I don't really have advice on how to combat it yet. Totally. I'm only 27. Mm-hmm. I, so I don't really know, but I can imagine looking back being like 60, 70 years old. That's yes. su- super tough. And I feel like, it's way tougher for women because men can age and that's the societal standard and that's mm-hmm. like what looks mm-hmm. good. And then women can age and it's just just vicious what people say about aging women. It's just so mean. So mean. I know. We'll check back in in 10 years and give you guys our thoughts there on that go. one. <laughs> so number eight, one of the hardest things of adulting is consequences and being responsible. Yeah. I mean, I feel that. I used to live life like there was no tomorrow. Like, Guns are blazing, did whatever I wanted. Who cares what's going to happen? And now you're like, oh, no, I do have to do that thing tomorrow. Or, But I was actually thinking about it, oddly enough, when I was going to bed last night, because I was thinking about this episode. And you know, we all feel like we have to do all these things. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, tomorrow I've got to get up. I've got to get the Patreon episode live. I've got to record the podcast. I have to do this thing. I have to put all these accounting numbers in. And well, yes, like you do have to do them. Like, not really. I mean, New Wave doesn't ever have to open again. We don't ever have to record another episode of this podcast. I don't ever have to go to a yoga class again. I don't, you know, you never have to do anything again if you really don't want to. Obviously, I do want to do all of these things. They're fun. I get to do them. I don't have to do them. But I think so often we just get stuck thinking, well, I've always done this, so I have to do this. It's like, why? Mm -hmm. Don't go to the club anymore if you don't want to go to that club. Don't stop doing that thing if you don't want to do it anymore. When you're responsible for things that you enjoy and that bring you good things in your life, like it's not overbearing. It's not Mm -hmm. endlessly a task that you have to do. So if there are things that you are dreading and feeling like being responsible for doing them is like the death of you, maybe that is where you reevaluate. And along with that, I think just consequences of actions, if this is what that's getting at, that is shitty. Like life is about learning lessons and there are times where you make decisions and there's consequences to them. And through accepting those consequences and like accepting what you've done and just learning to move forward with that, that's like all you have to do is just like put one more foot forward, figure out how to get out of those situations or move on from what you've done. And I guess be responsible for what you've done um, is the best thing you can do. I don't know. I feel like you always just have to keep moving forward. Like you can't let things that have happened in the past like keep getting at you. Just take ownership of what's happened and keep going. Keep on trudging because 
yeah, the worst thing that you can do is like live in your past. I feel like that's literally how you get depression is like making bad decisions, having consequences and just like thinking about it all the time. It's like, no, don't let that stuff hold ownership over you. Move on. Let's keep going. Yeah. And good people can make bad choices just because say you did something and you really fucked up one time and you still have these lingering consequences does not mean you're a bad person. It's so easy to get in our heads and be like, I'm literally the devil. I'm horrible. I shouldn't have done that. My life's ruined forever. But owning it and you know, send out some apologies that you need to make peace with yourself. It's okay. You'll move on from it. The sooner you and yourself move on from something, the sooner the people around you will also move on from it. Absolutely. Okay, two more. I like this one. Endless chores. But this came as a product of deciding that I enjoy these chores. Deciding that laundering the sheets is something I enjoy, which also I have a million dollar invention. You know how the fitted sheet goes over a mattress and it just like snaps around the edges? Mm -hmm. Why don't we have pillowcases like that? Like why can't the case just like snap around to the backside? Oh, yeah. Because it's so annoying to like shove the pillow in there, especially on my king size pillows. It gets so long. I'm like, what about for people who are like in a wheelchair or like their parts don't move? Mm -hmm. I'm going to make... Okay, do it. Is that snap around? No, I'm not. I love that. (laughs) Or like, you know those like bracelets you got in elementary school where you like snap it around your wrist? You snap it around your pillow and it wraps around it. (laughs) There we go. You just actually snap your finger in the whole bed. It washes itself and it made. Yeah. (laughs) Deciding that those things bring you joy. Like, oh, changing the sheets is giving me a clean bed to stay, which is going to make me sleep better is going to make me have a better day. Tidying up the kitchen, getting good groceries. Like these are things that enhance my life. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do them. You get to do them. Yeah. I think that's part of the romanticizing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that. I think that is totally it. It's like that you get to live in a house that has to be cleaned and that you have dishes to wash because you had food that fed you. Yeah. I'm coming from it with that angle and staying on top of things too. I feel like helps with this. Don't let it be five, six, seven loads of laundry before you start it. Like I think constantly doing things at a littler, you know, chunk, like always keeping your kitchen at a bare minimum clean. So then you're not letting those dishes stack up and then it's like a whole big mess. So that's what I try to practice is like, I never go to bed without the kitchen being clean. You know, obviously easier said than done. Sometimes I'm sure there's times where I have, but that's a good rule. It's like, if you go to bed with the kitchen clean, then you're never letting things pile on day after day. And it makes things at bay. Way less of a disaster and mess to to care for. Absolutely. And when that stuff is tidy, I feel like you as yourself feel more organized and balanced, which allows you to do more things. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a Sunday clean. My house is just clean all the time. Like if you just do 10 minutes, set a timer, 10 minutes here and there, you can get so much done. More done than the amount of time that you were thinking about all the things that you have to do, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like in college, I used to kind of like let my life get chaotic during the week, go out all weekend. Then it was like, oh shit, I've got to spend hours like doing all of this stuff, which I mean, you know, that is kind of like the college life. It's hard. But once you get older and have your own place, it's easier to upkeep stuff throughout the days. Yeah. Okay. And the last life lesson that was hard when you became an adult is carrying the weight of the world's problems. So climate change crisis, poverty, the homelessness crisis, all these things. Yeah. I I honestly think for me personally, that's the worst part of adulting. It stops me from doing literally so many things. And I'm like currently in an era where I'm trying to not let the gravity of those things affect me that much. Like seriously, before COVID, I lived so freely and I didn't feel so weighed down by all of these things. But ever since COVID, I'm just like, oh my God, it's like, oh, this person I know has cancer. This person, this, they died. Oh my gosh, if I use a fucking plastic cup, everyone's going to come for me and all the dolphins are dying. And if the dolphins die, we die. Like there's just, it just never ends. And it's so hard to just, go about a normal day and not let those things suck the life out of you. So I I mean, I think at any age, honestly, I think COVID kind of tapped the world into that gruesome awakeness of just how horrible things can be for all ages. But I guess the advice I'm trying to give to myself is that I didn't create all of these problems. So they're not all my problems to solve. Yes. Can I do like a helping hand? Can I be more mindful? Yes. But like I don't have to solve all of the world's problems by myself and feel the weight of all of that on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. 
And I have read that some people's personalities, not saying this is you or me or anyone, but like some people's personalities take on these problems a lot heavier. So if this is something that you're dealing with, maybe you are one of those personality types that does carry the weight of the world's problems really heavily and like can't get past that. But you're so right. Like it's a group effort. There's so many different actions that can be taken. You know, there's activists that you can follow. You can donate. You can donate your time. You can vote. There's so many different ways that we can work on the world problems that, yeah, it shouldn't be keeping you up at night. I, I, I'm trying to think of like what advice I would give if someone is like so stressed to that extent and like scared. Honestly, I'd love to hear it because this is literally me right now. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I have all of these customers who want these little basic tank tops. I'm literally wearing one right now under my shirt. And I mean, yeah, technically they're fast fashion. It's a basic tank top. It's not hand constructed out of the most economic fibers. And my store is supposed to be very sustainable. It's all secondhand stuff. And all of these customers want these basics. And I'm like having this moral battle with myself if I can order like 50 tank tops, which is literally four minutes of sales at Forever 21. And I'm like, everyone's going to hate me. I'm contributing to this problem. I can't order these. And I'm like, but customers want them. I wear them every day. And, I, and I'm wearing right now a vintage shirt, secondhand shoes, and vintage jeans. So I have to remind myself, like, it's about balance. Like, mm-hmm. I have sold, I think now, 12,000 secondhand items. I'm like, it's okay to order 50 new things for the yeah. store. Like, the, like that's 0.02% of what I've done when these massive corporations have, you know, they do the damage of these all, like literally every small business in the world combined in like two minutes. Yeah. And somehow it's on the small businesses to Mm -hmm. have to use compostable bags and do everything right. And it's like, how about fucking Coca-Cola stops making a billion plastic bottles every minute? Why, like, why do I, as one single person who can't afford to do all of the good, why is it on me and not the people that messed it up in the first place? Yes, I think you were exactly saying what I was going to say is that I follow some climate activists and a lot of them are kind of getting at the point where it's like, okay, let's stop beating ourselves up. Like we need to start holding these corporations accountable and like they are the ones that are causing like 90% of the pollution and these problems. So I don't know. Don't be so hard on yourself. Like, please go on the trips. Like, if you don't want to fly because your carbon footprint, like, offset it. Like, find the solutions for these issues. Don't stop living your life out of fear for like what's going on when there are so many more other people that we could be holding accountable. And you're right. Like, what you're a small business trying to survive. Like, there are people that are doing so much worse. And that's not to say that what's going on isn't important. It's just let's live a balanced life. Like, let's have a balanced mindset and all these things because, yeah, that's. One person isn't going to... One person didn't start the problem. One person isn't going to fix the problem. Yeah, there's a lot to that. So know that a lot of people are also struggling with this. Like we're having this issue as well. It's hard. There's no guidebook for how to to feel about any of these world problems. I know. Well, okay. What's one nice thing that we can wrap up with? Like one good piece of happy adult advice. Happy adult advice? Or like what's one good thing about being older? Oh, there we go. Something to look forward to. Okay, yes. Um, For me, the freedom. I truly feel like when I was younger, I didn't have that much freedom. Like people are always like, you know, when you're a kid, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, no, I had to go to school five days a week and I had homework and I had to go to track six days a week and all of this stuff. Like it was fun. But now as an adult, I'm like, if I want to go to Italy tomorrow, I can fucking go to Italy tomorrow. If I want to sleep until eight o'clock in the morning, I can sleep in. If I... Mm -hmm. Want to like stay out until four o'clock in the morning? No one's stopping me. I can do whatever I want every single day. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It's like the Were freedom. You? Yeah. Getting to live the life you want, take the actions that you want to do, like create that life that you've always wanted and live at home. And like you said, sleep in or like paint your house pink or paint your walls pink or dress every single day in a certain color. Like do whatever, dye your hair. Like you can do whatever you want, which is really nice. <laughs> Yeah, I love having a house. Like I love decorating my house. I love going for walks. Like I like picking the projects I get to work on and like being a freelancer who gets to pick what they do. And you're right, like picking my trips and if I want to go somewhere, that's also fun. So you can look forward to that if you have not adulted yet. Yeah, as bad as it may seem, I truly feel like each five years of my life have only gotten better and better. Mm -hmm. When I was in my teens, I thought that was so much better than when I was a kid. And then I got to college and I was like, this is awesome. And I graduated college 
there was a little stint where I was like, this is really hard. I should have stayed in school longer. But then after that, I was like, this is awesome. And now I'm just like in this era where I'm like, life has never been better. Yeah. And we can be selfish before maybe other life events happen. And like, yeah, as you get older, more things, more responsibilities come. So I'm just trying to live in that selfish moment, live my life, do what I want. So yeah, that's something you can look forward to. Amazing. Well, thanks for staying with us. If you guys made it this far, this might be one of our longest episodes yet. And we didn't even scratch the surface of our... Like, we didn't talk about buying a house. We didn't talk about buying a car. All the things. Part two. I don't know. Yeah, maybe part we'll two all, the, all that stuff. But yay. All right. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. I'll catch you guys next time. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save... You can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.